0: Welcome to Hope Community Church's Sermon of the Week. It's our prayer that this message will encourage and equip you to love like Jesus. To learn more about Hope, visit us at hccalive.com. Now enjoy the message. Well, good morning again. It is so good to be with you. That was a little uh, one-sided, don't you think? I didn't hear anything. I don't even think I heard an echo back off the wall. Good morning, church. So, since I'm getting things off of my chest, I do have a a bone to pick. There have been a few people who have made some comments to me recently about needing some help bringing the pulpit out. And I just want you to know it's not that I'm getting soft as I age, but this new pulpit weighs 75 pounds. Yeah, it's not as light as a gallon of milk anymore. So the reason I bring that up, though, all jokes aside, is because if this is something that you're interested in serving in and helping us get it on and off the stage, we'd love for you to talk to Pastor Jesse in the back. We're continuing to see people, though, step into serving opportunities, which has been an incredible blessing. Because every time you take a step of faith, stepping into a serving opportunity, whether it be Get into a group or lead a group or work with the students or the kids or serve on the First Impressions team. It just continues to bring us together as we serve God together. I want to just say thank you for that. This has been a really fun series to teach through. And I have one more bit of good news that I want to share with you before we get into the message, and that is earlier this year, as you know, I've invited us as a church to pray specifically for the debt reduction, which was almost $200,000 to start the year. Now, over the last several months, of course, I've given you monthly updates, but we currently owe just over $40,000 on the mortgage. Yeah. So I want to ask again that you'd continue to pray and see if if God now is leading you even to give specifically toward that because it would be awesome to start the new fiscal year without having the mortgage uh, in the budget. And we're just praying and trusting that God will continue to provide as he always has. Now, when I do think about the facility that we have here, which is pretty incredible, God has been really good to Hope Church. The most important Part of what happens on a Sunday morning, though, is not the building. In fact, over the last 20 months or so, we have learned that we can worship God when we're not in the building. There there have been times where we have worshipped God through the screens of our phones, through TVs, through computers, through uh, Nintendos. I don't don't know what people use these days to put uh, the message on the screen, but my point is simply this. The most important part of worship is, is not a building. The most important part of worship is people. It's people being able to give their hearts to God. And the reason that this is important is because as we've been talking about the gifts that God has given to each of us, the most important gift is relationships. The most important gift that we have is relationships with other people. And so this morning I want to talk about stewarding your gifts through the lens of how that impacts your relationships. But as we think about relationships, let me share with you a few things that I thought were interesting as I was prepping for the message. In 2008, and yes, there are people in this room who were not even born in 2008, but in 2008, here's what uh, a study said, that with 6.6 billion people at that time on the earth, everybody was about six. Degrees of separation from one another. And what that means is that within six connections, you'd be able to be connected with anybody. There was actually research done, and it was determined that we are, at that point in 2008, 6.6 degrees separated from any other one person on the planet. Now that's incredible to comprehend. That's incredible to think about. That in 2008... We were all within 6.6 connections of being uh, connected to anybody on the earth. But in 2016, let's get to the more current stats. Each person in the world, and then in parentheses, at least the 1.6 billion people active on Facebook, and that's what matters, right? How many of you are active on Facebook? But of the 1.6 billion people who were active on Facebook in the U.S., we were each, on average, only 3.5 connections away from any other one person in the U.S. You know how they determine that? By tracking our private electronic messages. So as I read these studies, I hear somebody groaning over there. I'm like, oh, that gives me even more confidence that whatever we send on the Internet is totally private, right? So they're able to track this electronically. But here's my point. If it's online, it's got to be true. So, of course, I say that in jest, but my point is this. Relationships matter. The most important relationship that we can steward, though, is our relationship with God. Because as God works in us and then through us, that absolutely impacts every single person that we come in contact with. I'm going to prove it this morning. But if you have a Bible, we're going to be in 1 Peter chapter 4. And as we steward our relationships and we see how it impacts other people, let me read first in verse 8. As Peter is talking to the believers who were experiencing persecution, they're, they're trying to determine what really matters most in life. I think some of us can relate to this on more levels than we have time to discuss. But as they're contemplating what matters most, as the persecution not just surrounds them, but it continues to impact their everyday life, he says this, Above all, despite the persecution, despite whatever circumstances you're working through in life, above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. The way we steward our relationship with God impacts every other relationship. Peter says, above all, what you need to do is strive earnestly to love other people. That word earnestly, and you know I don't always get into word studies, but this is important. This is is a a connection to straining muscles. Now, for those of you who, who do foolish things like run marathons or half marathons or something like that, you know that there is a lot of strenuous work that goes into preparing your body for that marathon. Nobody just wakes up one day. Actually, people might, so I shouldn't say that. But people generally don't wake up one morning and say, I'm going to go run a marathon. What they do is they begin to practice running, or they, or they begin to lengthen their run, They're striving earnestly. They're stretching the capacities of their muscle, of their endurance, of their lungs, in preparation to be able to run a marathon. Peter is saying, what you need to do is earnestly strive, strain to love one another. And the truth is, loving one another this way requires sacrifice, and it is a strain. I don't know about you, but there are people in my life that can be very difficult to love at times. So if I was looking in the mirror, I would also acknowledge this. There are times in my life where I can be very difficult to love. I don't know why, but but that happens. But we need to strive earnestly to love other people. But there's a really important reason why. It's because when we love people, that love allows us to to receive this grace from God that covers a multitude of sins. There is a heart issue here. Forgiveness is a heart issue. We we sometimes talk about in church forgiving people. In fact, even Jim did a great job of that this morning in communion. But we wrestle through in our minds, how do we forgive, but yet we can't forget? How, how How do we do that when we've been harmed or wronged or misaligned in such a way that we want to forgive but we can't forget it. What forgiveness is is it's no longer looking for that person to receive punishment. When we're no longer looking to see somebody be punished for what they've done that's impacted us, we've forgiven them. Of course, Jesus models this, but within within our lives it can be very difficult to release people of the punishment that we desire for them to experience. Sometimes it never even happens until they, they pass away. Just a couple of weeks ago I had an opportunity to attend a funeral and it's not very often anymore that I go to funerals that I'm not officiating them or, or leading it or teaching at it, right? And so whenever I go to a funeral and I'm planning to speak, I, I wear a suit, people know that I'm going to be speaking and and usually they, they clean up the language, you know what I mean? Well, this time I wasn't. So I, I dressed really nice like I do on a Sunday morning and I was in my jeans. And, and as I was talking with some of the family, some of the, some of the things that were coming out about the person who had passed away, some of them were funny stories. Some of them were things that they've had to work through. But here's something I've never heard at a funeral that I wanted to share with you this morning as I was talking with this man who actually was taller than me, not as good looking, but taller than me. And he goes, I did not realize how much I loved that person. And I was like, wow. Because when we love people, that allows us to cover a multitude of sins. Peter was writing this text And Peter is someone whom Jesus spent so much time with, right? And Peter is saying, here's what we need to do. Strive earnestly to love one another because it covers a multitude of sins. When we don't love and we don't forgive, we allow offenses to continue to cloud and impact the way that we see every interaction. In fact, actually, we allow those things to even impact the way that we perceive interactions. You know, like whenever you're working through a little bit of a conflict with someone and and all of a sudden they walk past you and they didn't say hi, and you're like, see, there they go again. Too stuck up to say hi. We all do it. We all do that. Because we see the interaction or we perceive from that interaction that there's more conflict even than what there really is. That happens to all of us. It happens within our homes. It happens at work. It happens all the time. When we don't forgive, we allow every single one of those little offenses to continue to cloud the way that we not only see the situation, but the way that we see the person. You know, there's a reason that the Bible reminds us that we don't fight against flesh and blood. We don't fight against people, but we fight against the rulers and principalities of this world because we have an adversary we covered that a few months ago. But we need to forgive people. Love sees the faults in other people. It sees it and still chooses to love people through it. The way we steward the gifts that God has given to us impacts every relationship out of the overflow of God doing a work within us first. Jesus taught his disciples, you will know, they, they the world, will know that you are my disciples by your love toward God. One another. Peter was there when Jesus said this. But there's something about embracing a teaching where where it goes from your head into your heart. And when it goes from your head, knowing it, into your heart, embracing it, it absolutely changes the way that we live. Jesus was teaching his disciples, the world will know. You are my disciples, my followers by the way that you love one another. We need to strive to love people because it impacts every relationship. Not only do we do we steward the gifts that God has given to us because it impacts other relationships, but it also demonstrates hospitality. In verse nine, Peter goes on to say this show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Uh, not that anybody would do that, but but without grumbling. Verse 10, as each one has received a gift, use it to serve one another as stewards of God's varied grace. So now we're not only thinking about the heart forgiveness, but we're thinking about the the attitude within us, which is to show hospitality without grumbling. You see, when we steward something, we're taking something that doesn't belong to us and we're choosing how we're going to handle it. Jesus told the, the parable of the different uh, people who had been given talents or the people who had been given coins. He tells it a couple of different ways. But the point is this, what they had received was not theirs. What they had received, though, they had the opportunity to choose what to do with it. The one buried it in the ground. and What did, what did the master say? You slothful servant. While others took what had been given to them and they invested it into something else. They invested it. So when we steward what God has given to us, it's first, again, it's about what God has given to us, but it doesn't belong to us. And the way that we choose to steward the gifts that God has given to us, which don't belong to us, they belong to him, impacts other relationships, but it impacts our hospitality toward other people. Because when we steward what God has given us in a way that honors him, it impacts others. It allows us to serve people. And that's exactly what Peter says. When we steward what doesn't belong to us, we serve one another. And we're demonstrating then the, the good stewardship as we've received these gifts. This word serve one another is actually the same word that's used for deacon in First Timothy chapter 3. This is an important word because when we serve people, it actually allows us to be qualified for other positions of leadership. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, he talks about the qualifications for an elder and for a deacon. But one of those, uh, hosp- uh, one of those qualifications is hospitality. It's serving people. Hospitality doesn't just mean having people into your home, though. That may be one of the first things that you think of. Hospitality, though, is thinking about what other people need. Sometimes being hospitable is opening the door for someone when you see that their hands are full. Sometimes being hospitable is offering to carry something for another person when you see that they're struggling. Sometimes hospitality shows up in in different ways, even praying for someone who you see has a need. We can be hospitable. We can serve them even if they don't know that we're serving them. But it's a qualification. And again, as we steward the gifts that God has given to us, it will be seen through our hospitality. It demonstrates hospitality toward others. In fact, that's what allows us to do the work of ministry. That was the first message I taught in this series from Ephesians chapter four. Excuse me. Where we do the work of ministry And as we do the work of ministry, it builds up the church. But who makes up the church? It's the people. The people make up the church. That's why these relationships are so important. Jesus taught in Mark chapter 10, I came to serve, not to be served. When we steward what God has given to us, we model what Jesus has modeled to us. We serve other people. But then it continues. When we are stewarding our gifts, it actually, and this is most important, it glorifies God. When we are stewarding your gifts, our gifts, it glorifies God. In verse 11, Peter goes on to say this, whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God has supplied, in order that, In order that, in everything, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him, Jesus, belongs glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. When we're stewarding our gifts well, it it glorifies God. We live in a time that, to be totally candid, is just like every other time in history. No, it's not that everybody had iPhones 2,000 years ago, or they didn't have computers and laptops, and they didn't have email, and they didn't have text messages and phone calls the same way. But we live in a time just like every other time where people search for significance. They search for meaning. Now, though, we call them influencers, people who have this platform. And what they, they do with their influence or their platform is they influence people to buy certain shoes or to get certain clothes or, or to spend their time or energy in certain ways. They use their influence to direct people. But here's what we know. If we're not seeking to honor God, we come to the conclusion, we come to the end of our life where we realize that what does it profit? What does it, what does it gain us if we would gain the whole world? and yet lose our souls, Mark chapter 8. Jesus wants us to steward our gifts because when we glorify God through our lives, we experience the the fruit of the Spirit. That's when we experience joy. That's when we experience contentment. That's when we experience peace. The things that God has given to us, they're the gift for stewarding well what he has provided. The relationships, the relationship with him first, when we seek to honor God. But here's the point. We have to do this through the strength and endurance that God provides. There are times where we can be exhausted, where we feel like we have nothing left to give. There are moments that every single person experiences that we have been uh, blessed with an extra hour of sleep and it's like, man, I needed that. Why did you need that? Because you're exhausted. Because when we're constantly on the go or we're constantly taking on more than we should, we don't have the strength or endurance. But a part of us honoring God is realizing that we also have limitations. We can't take on more than what he provides for us to do. But when we do what he asks us to do, he gives us the strength and the endurance that we need to do these things. What I know is this, God is very serious about reaching people. And how does God want to reach people? Of course, through the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives, but he reaches people through the lives of other people. That's how God does it. There there was no plan B when he left earth. He ascended to heaven. He gave to his disciples the power of the Holy Spirit. But with a command, go therefore and make disciples. People, making disciples of people, stewarding the gifts that he's provided in order for them to glorify God through their lives. God is committed to reaching people, and he gives us these gifts to be able to do that. But in order that he receives glory, for a long time, people used to wear these bracelets. You might remember them, the WWJD bracelets. You know, what would Jed do? And, uh, And just to let you know, the first thing I'd do is I'd I'd probably make a joke. Sometimes it, it lands, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it's flat, sometimes it's good. But the truth is, that's the question that we need to ask. With all of the gifts that God has provided for you, for us, we ask the question, what would Jesus do? Well, if he's the same yesterday, today, and he will be tomorrow, he would do what he's always done. He would empower his people to serve him. He would empower his people to reach people. He would empower his people to love. Because through that love, we're able to offer forgiveness. And it impacts every relationship. Through that love, we demonstrate hospitality. But there is nothing that we can do for love or hospitality that has not been first done through God. He demonstrated his love for us while we were still running from him. He demonstrated his hospitality toward us when we weren't being hospitable to him. He allows us to have a relationship with him through Jesus. And what I want to encourage us to do this morning is to remember that the greatest part of stewarding our gifts is allowing our relationship with God to change the way that we see every other relationship. We are closely connected with more people than we can ever imagine. And the way that we treat people matters. The way that we love people matters. I want to invite us this morning to pray that God would help us to serve him well with the gifts that he's provided. And you may be here today and and you may not have trusted Jesus yet. Maybe you've been hearing about how Jesus loves you, he cares about you. But maybe you haven't received that. And I want to pray this morning, too, that you would receive that. And so as a church, as a group, as a people, would you please pray with me this morning? God, we trust you in all things because you are fully trustworthy. We ask that your spirit would empower us in a fresh way today to love like you do. That's what we say here at Hope. We want to love like Jesus. And so Jesus, as we think of the way that you have loved us, we want to model that to others. As we think of the hospitality you have provided for us, we want to offer that to others. But God, we also know that if there's anybody here today or who's watching online, who has never embraced you as their Lord and their Savior, we ask right now in this moment that they would surrender to you and ask you, Jesus, for the forgiveness of their sins and to fully trust you with their lives, with their hearts. And we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Church, we have one more message in this series, and so I want to invite you next week to come back to hear that. It's going to be awesome. But I want to encourage you now to stand with me as we prepare to leave. And before I give a couple closing announcements, when we leave today... Let's love people the way that Jesus loves people. Let's steward the gifts that He's provided. But I do have a couple of announcements. First of all, next Saturday, so in six days, there is our Operation Christmas Child Packing Party. If you are interested or able to help with that next Saturday, please contact the office. They can help you with the details. Uh, next Sunday morning... We are going to have Believers Baptism service and that's going to be a great opportunity to celebrate people taking a step of faith as they trusted Jesus with their lives. And so next Sunday that's going to be great. But the one I've been excited to share with you above all of those is in two weeks Pastor John is going to be back and he's going to be preaching. But I need your help. you got to make sure that you let people know because sometimes they miss it. We don't want that to happen. So in two weeks Please make sure that you're letting people know who want to be here. We're so excited to have him back in two weeks. So let's, uh, let's be continuing to love people like Jesus. God bless. Have an awesome Sunday. Thanks for listening to our Sermon of the Week. To learn more about Hope Community Church, go to hccalive.com and click on the hub. Don't forget to subscribe and may we continue to love like Jesus.